0: Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies On Mornings with Bridie Tanner
1: Featuring Jack and Andre
0: (laughs)
2: FBI Radio
1: that's right, it's time for Movies, Movies, Movies. Welcome Jack and Andre, our film lords, to the studio.
2: Hello, good morning. How are you going? Hello, hello.
1: I'm good. What's been happening? What's been? Where's, where are we this week?
2: I only found out last night that Halloween H20 doesn't stand for Halloween water. It's Halloween <laughs> H20, as in 20, 20 years later. later. <laughs> and here I am thinking that there's a this horror, this Halloween sequel is all about water and how Mike Myers just comes out of the water or something, but and, no, it's just Halloween 20 years later.
3: <laughs> it's Halloween mermaid edition.
2: <laughs> Mermaid Edition, truly, sprinkled with water.
1: We've already had someone texting and guessing High Fidelity for Zoe Kravitz. Have we got any other things people can text in? Favourite movies? Questions for dear film lords, perhaps?
2: Oh, I mean, anything you want to ask us, please
3: text in. But yeah. also Wear your new dolly, Doctor. Ask us mm. just about your personal problems.
2: Exactly. Give us all your goss and we'll translate it into movie, movie, form. Give movie a, form. Give a
1: range of, or like an uh, an example question that someone could fire at you. I,
2: okay. would, I would love someone to text in, <laughs> what do you think... Kim Kardashian should star in if she was an actual actress because I always watch her and I think are you the best actress to ever have lived or are you just a total marketing
3: genius yeah and it probably would end up being House of Wax the remake mm, truly bring back Paris Hilton
1: if you've got questions for dear film lord 0409 945 945. let's figure out what's happening in the world of cinema
0: movie
3: news. So Zoe Kravitz is going to star in the High Fidelity TV remake. We've just revealed that. It's for Disney, but it's like, obviously High Fidelity is such an incredible film based on Nick Hornsby's seminal novel I said Nick Hornsby before
2: it's Nick Hornby but Hornby. I'm, oh, I'm, I always, we
3: can't, we're always saying Hornsby I
2: always <laughs> made that mistake I always say Nick Hornsby but I'm with you though High Fidelity is a classic film starring Jack Black and John Cusack and, and Joan C- Cusack yeah made famous for the beautiful sibling rivalry sorry Maggie and Jake but
3: take a step back oh the original sibling rivalry, I would say. I don't want to say anything negative about Maggie right now. No, neither do I.
1: So, Zoe's starring in... Are we still on that? Sorry. We're still on that. Zoe yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. starring in High That's Fidelity,
3: okay. um, which is uh, like, such a leap into the future for this narrative, I think, which originally the story is about about
2: three hilarious music bros who work in a music shop. I want to say in Chicago. Yeah. And they they work at this record store. I think it's called High Fidelity as well. Or maybe it's just called High Fidelity. Because and they can them. never
3: decide what music to play in the mornings,
2: and
1: which there's is a lot just of,
3: like this show.
1: There's and a lot of love lost and truly, romance and heartbreak and stuff like that. The whole movie yeah.
3: investigates John Cusack's previous girlfriends
2: and which one was the worst one. It sounds really bad when you read it on paper, but I feel like this really It'll be is, better with Zoe Kravitz. It'll be way better with Zoe Kravitz. In Hectic News, Bill Cosby is finally sentenced to years behind bars. He is uh, going to be experiencing prison for a sentence for indecent assault against 60 accusers. And if you actually go on CNN, not to advertise another newspaper, there's actually an account of what his first day in prison was like. And they describe the prison cell that he's in, the first meal he had, and basically what his life is going to be like for either three or ten years to come because he's got such a heavy sentence.
1: Now, this might sound like a dumb question to you and maybe people listening, but what, who is Bill Cosby and what did he do? Because he's kind of a, from a long time he ago. He is, mm. isn't he? Mm. I mean, I
3: think because we've been following this story, we... really familiar but I definitely never watched The Cosby Show Mm. I guess Cosby was a huge TV star and a film star Mm. back in the day and he had a show called The Cosby Show and he talked to children and also that Cosby like what did he that show where he hosted and kids would come in and be like the kids would say the damnedest things the
2: only thing I know about The Cosby Show actually is because I'm a huge 30 Rock fan and they allude to Bill Cosby's bad behaviour all throughout the show and this was kind of like Pre pre the kind of like real deep dive investigation like they've been investigating his life for a long time but in 30 Rock they just make heaps of at Cosby's behaviour and they like allude to him possibly being a bad-behaving man.
1: Just jumping back a news story to uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Please do. someone wanted to know, are you sick of all the remakes though?
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would say yes to that if it wasn't for things like Zoe Kravitz reprising a Nick Hornby novel. Yeah, well, or I like mean, like Kristen Wiig doing something funny with Ghostbusters. Like that's those the thing, remakes like, are I great. I love
3: Ghostbusters. It's I. I'm actually such an advocate for going back through history and taking films starring men and then just giving them to other people. Mm. Um, like I, I definitely like like you said with Ghostbusters. Truly, and so... truly.
2: And I think also I feel like the remake has come to a point where we're no longer remaking movies. We're now just completely reimagining them. Like Riverdale. Holy crud! That's just something and that's just been completely. Like From a new
3: perspective, I feel like this is what culture is. It's like Mm. back in the 60s, everyone was covering each other's songs, and now hopefully, like, copyright laws just dissolve and everyone could just make whatever they want. Like, why don't they just remake The Hunger Games next year?
2: Don't love remakes, but love remixes. Remixes. I think that's what we're seeing more of these days. Yeah,
3: don't call it a remix if it's got a different star. The other thing that's horrible is Assassination Nation isn't going to get released in Australian cinemas. Um i've just found out i don't even know if it 's public news or if I'm going to get in trouble for this, but we were desperate because we saw it in Sundance and it was mm. amazing. It was the most expensive movie to get bought in sundance it 's about four high school girls who live in this town called Salem, where everyone's metadata and all of their texts get made public from the whole town and which just causes so much drama and it just turns the mm. whole town into this war against each other and they become these vigilantes that just kill rapists starring it's
2: Australian star Odessa Young and, and Hari Um, but it,
3: it didn't do that well in America which is such a shame because it just feels like the catharsis that everyone needs at the moment and yeah. why
1: isn't it coming to Australia? I don't know I, I guess ha- they
3: just think there isn't an audience but there is an audience for like the book club and uh, like actually I don't want to shit on the book club I had like, a theory which was that because they, they're announcing it for a release Guernsey's like potato society they're announcing it for a release in January and I think it's because
2: they want to... In a stri- no, they're
3: announcing it for release in January online, Andre. They're not announcing it for release in September. And my theory
2: is because the the distributors want to focus on pumping out actual Oscar contenders, and they don't think that, Osc- that Assassination Nation has a shot at the Oscars, so they're going to just chuck it out at the end of the whole cycle, and instead focus on, on shit like The Book Club, where they want to get Diane Keaton another Oscar. Is she in that movie? I actually haven't seen it.
3: She is in that movie, and I don't want to... I, I actually meant to say The Potato Society of Guernsey, New Jersey. But
2: instead of Assassination Nation, all we're getting are the brand new posters for Lars von Trier's new film. Which will get released. The house that Jack built. And there are seven posters that have just been released featuring all the lead stars in the film, Matt Dillon, Uma Thurman. And their bodies are being contorted in weird, creepy ways. They're kind of... Barbed wire. Barbed wire. They're all being like split up in half. So there's, yeah, Jack... <laughs> can
3: I just say, this is like the first time I think I've ever seen a director put himself on a poster. Truly, yeah. And I love it, to be honest. C-
1: can you uh, fill us in who Lars von Trier is? What else is he doing? Direct- Directed.
3: Antichrist,
2: melomaniac Melancholia, um, Nymphomania Part One, breaking Part Two, the waves. Breaking the Waves, The House That Jack Built. That's coming out this year. He's just like, a really York's fa- worst nightmares. York's worst nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> How to is a guy in Bjork's <laughs> ten days. I that. <laughs> no, <laughs> truly. Uh,
1: let's uh, let's go to a break and come back with two reviews. What Perfect. will you be reviewing today?
3: I'm going to be reviewing uh, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. And I'm having a mental blank right now. What am I reviewing? First Man on the Moon. The follow-up to La La Land.
1: YBN Core Day, Scotty Pippen, you're listening to Movies, 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 here on Mornings. Two reviews. One review.
2: And then, and then another review. Two reviews.
1: For Movies, Movies, Movies. On mornings. Which Film Lord will be going first for two reviews?
2: I'll be going first. I'll be reviewing first, man. But I also want to ask the audiences, can someone text in Dear Film Lords, how do I get over my obsession with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? It's been on my mind for the past month
3: or something. You just, like, make every title into How to Lose a Guy and Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot.
2: It's just <laughs> such a funny long title,
3: anyway. <laughs> how to Lose a Guy on the Moon.
1: <laughs> Andre, take it away.
3: So, a gay kid
2: born in 96 walks into a movie about Neil Armstrong called First Man by Damien Chazelle. There's no pun to that joke, in the same way First Man basically has no humour. This stern movie leeches any engaging hook to the moon race and spends two and a half hours in a bubble of tone-deaf drama and obvious cinematic choices. Nothing to sink your nerd fangs into here apart from monotonous scientific tuxedo banter and 60s housewife cliches. What? When you go to watch First Man, consider this. It stars Ryan Gosling, whose career isn't really getting better with age, and it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who is the butt of every joke since summoning the two and a half men of moon Movies, La La Land in 2017 from the hell that is post-collegiate U.S. Oscar-bait bro-rectors. So, while First Man didactically soars as money cinema, good luck with this pointless, emotionally mute, artistically dry, there I said it, dry as the moon, and socially confused attempt at edutainment that is First Man. First Man, more like first warning, people. Jack, am I too harsh? First wa-
3: morning or warning? Did I say morning? First warning. First warning. No, you're not too harsh. This film was a stinky pile of moon cheese. It
2: was such a stinky pile of moon cheese. It was
3: just so boring and long. And Claire Foy's given nothing to do. And she's honestly the hero of yeah. cinema this year. We and need to mention that. Claire Foy plays goes Neil Armstrong. Um, um, of this film. Um, mm. She plays Neil Armstrong's wife yeah. in this. And she, she plays just that. Just a wife. That's all she's given to do. She smokes a lot of cigarettes. She Yeah, she smokes a lot of cigarettes. There's a lot of shaky, out-of-focus handheld this film mm. that's, like, really murky and, like, usually could be nice, but it's just so... Neil Armstrong is so boring. Mm, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. We also ate, like, three roll- re- wheels of brie because we went to the premiere. <laughs> that was fun, though. That was, the, that was the highlight.
1: So what would you give First Man in a Word?
2: Oh, Dull. Capital D, Dull. And that's considering that Claire Foy is running the TV and movie game at the moment and she was giving no material to work with here.
3: Yeah. i like, kind of... I, I'm nauseous. Mm.
1: Jack, what are you going to be reviewing for us today? I'm
3: going to be reviewing the new film Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Um, I feel like that and You Never Really Hear have two long as fuck titles, and both of them have Joaquin Phoenix as a straight guy proxy. In You never really hear via Lim Ramsey's gaze, he was like a murderer of pedophiles with a hammer. And this movie from Gus Van Sant's gaze, he plays a guy who fixes his life and apologises to everyone, which surprisingly was exactly what we all wanted to see on Saturday. It co-stars your favourite lesbians Carrie Brownstein, Kim Gordon, Beth Ditto and Jack Black in scene-stealing roles as social workers, rowdy rednecks, emancipated housewives and pathetic drunks. The film Cloud Atlas is around the life of Portland, Portland-based Bob Callahan, who's a quadriplegic alcoholic cartoonist, to tell the why and the how he ends up in a car accident with Jack Black, paralysed on the street surrounded by skater boys and getting emasculated by gay and amazing Jonah Hill in AA meetings. Funny, observant and supernatural, Don't Worry He Won't Get Far on Foot follows the 12 steps to make you laugh, cry and a little wet. Jonah Hill is so chubby, sassy and hot in this and so ev- and so is everyone who sits on Joachim's face and there hasn't been enough poetry about dicks in films recently. This was another gourmet moment for me, Andre, the best film about redemption since Rabbit Hole and I wasn't expecting it. And I realised I've just been sober all long weekend since seeing it. This could be the perfect morning movie to drag your sorry hungover ass to today. I was crying
2: all throughout this movie, Jack, and it Ugh. wasn't because of my inhaler through my nose. It was such a tearjerker in the most beautiful way. And shout out to these musicians turned actors. Beth Ditto. Kim
3: Gordon killing it in Kim the Gordon movie game. Kim Gordon and the opening scene with Kim Gordon. Mm. I didn't, could, she, was just, she just sank into this like housewife who goes crazy and just takes off all her clothes and walks down the street telling the story in an AA meeting. Mm. And she's invisible as Kim Gordon. You don't even realise it at first. And
2: I was wondering, has Beth Ditto actually been in anything? Or I she can't just, think
3: of anything that she's in. And she's flawed she plays this like and deep so is, south redneck uh, and so is Jack Black oh, oh, Jack Black just Jack kills Black it steals the show.
2: I really honestly think that Jack Black if I could give any predictions for the Oscars this year I want to say Jack Black for best supporting actor because he is phenomenal in this movie and he's movie. in it for
3: a really short amount of time which, which is, is really, cool. which is
2: good because they, Oscars love short quick in and out performances my only
3: catch for this film is I don't think they gave Rooney Mara enough to do and I don't think you can ever give Rooney Mara enough to do because I don't think she's a very compelling actress
2: my take is that I agree with you I think Rooney Mara is very very transparent and invisible and I don't the, you could give her a whole film, like Girl with Dragon Tattoo, and she'll still feel kind of secondary. Oops, there I said it on there. That's
3: true.
1: Jack Andre, what do you give... Don't worry, he won't get far on foot, starring all those fantastic actors and... New I'm actors, in a word.
2: I'm just gonna say wonderful
3: because that's what it is. I'm gonna say my exploding heart.
1: Once again, you've given me something that I have to go see this week. And luckily for anyone listening, we have a thing called deals, 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 which coincides with movies, movies, movies. It's on the program page and basically tells you where in Sydney you can go and see new cinema for for cheap, under mm. ten bucks essentially. We're gonna talk about more stuff that's happening around town, special film and screening events when we come back for Sydney Spotlight. Your two reviews will be up on Instagram at movies underscore movies underscore movies. This is Moaning Lisa with Carrie, I Want oh, a Girl.
3: The song is how the film's going to make you feel. Jack, this is your life, this, oh. this song.
1: You're on Mornings. <laughs> To FBI radio. That was Moaning Lisa with Carrie. I want a girl about Carrie Brownstein and other legends. You're listening to movies, movies, movies where we talk about, you guessed it, all things film and cinema. And now it's time to see what's happening around town. Sydney
0: spotlight.
2: Jack and I are always so excited to talk about the fun, free film happenings in Sydney, and one of them this week is the New South Wales.
3: What do you mean, Jack? You're pointing yourself? Or? I thought I was going to do this one. Can uh, I do it if it's okay? Yeah, yeah. Of course you can.
2: Okay, uh, the New South Wales Art Gallery is starting its new Japanese classic series, Passion and Obsession. This is all tied into the Japanese Film Festival, and they're opening the festival with the classic 2009 film, The Hangover, by Todd Phillips. Shut up. That's uh, but... a light bit of humour there. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, the first so nerdy, so <laughs> <I> nerdy. <know> <laughs> The first <laughs> film of this passion and obsession series that is showing is the Pornographer, which is a 1966 film, Japanese, directed by Shohei Imamura,
3: starring and Zach starring
2: Bradley Cooper. No, it's about a pornographer who battles his repressive society to make what he sees as a breath of fresh air. Oh, Jack, Reeves, it sounds like us. Sounds like us, oh Jack. Oh God! Uh, from life to art, from to the film to, to porn nothing changes of- ever. It's screening this Wednesday at 7:15 at the New South Wales Art Gallery, and also this Saturday Matt. 2pm, which makes no sense to me because matinee should be in the morning. I don't know why at 2pm well, is a matinee. Well, I just said matinee. No, but you're right, though.
3: I wrote it as matinee.
2: Afternoons are matinee, which makes no sense because it's like le matin. Uh,
3: I don't know French. Um, I just think we're so blessed to have New South Wales mm. art gallery. Not we're so blessed to have New South Wales New in general. New South Wales. <laughs> the art gallery is always offering really, really well-curated mm. film festivals that are entirely free, and it's such a nice walk there from the station.
2: Because, fun fact, there are actually only three original, traditional remaining film projectors working in Australia at the moment, because most cin- most cinemas have gone straight to digital, and one of them works at the Australian Film Television Radio School, one of them works at the New South Wales Art Gallery, and one of them works at a theatre in Queensland. What about the NFSA? Well, I, I don't think they have like a regular anyway, cinema function. Anyway, there's only a few. Yeah. There's only a few. And one of them... <laughs> oh, my <laughs> right, God. He's like, hurry the fuck um, up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> At Randwick Ritz this week, they're going to be showing horror-ish films every day of October. Sometimes there's more than two. I've pulled out some highlights for you. On Tuesday night, they're going to be showing on 35mm Andre, Ooh. American Psycho, Ooh. on a working 35mm projector. Wow. Um, on Friday, they're also showing Beetlejuice on 35mm. And then tonight, they're showing Mandy, which is that is that new bonkers Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage movie.
2: So if you rearrange all the letters in those titles, you spell Nicolas Cage. That's <laughs> uh, what I'm realising. What,
1: what is the appeal of watching things on 35 mil?
3: Oh, the texture. The,
2: the texture. texture. It's, like, it's like vinyl. Yeah, it's like, it's vinyl. like vinyl. It's yeah. the vinyl of the movies. But to give you like a, visual, a visual answer, when you watch stuff on, on millimetre film, it's, um, you don't see little square pixels, you don't see high resolution, you just see like these small little round circles that make it look filmy. Like, and it's like painty and chemically. It's, like, it's painty. It's like when you look at a painting, and it's like all chipped, that's what it looks like, but on film. Oh, art, film, <laughs> theory.
3: What else is happening, Andre?
2: I thought you wanted to say this event, but I'll say it then. Vim Venders is having a retrospective at Golden Age this weekend, who is a fabulous German, am I
3: right? German, yeah, German, 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 German from director. the new German cinema. Who, who like, Werner Herzog, just mm, a whole team of them. Fassbinder.
2: Max Batwell-Draper. <laughs> who made a fabulous film, Paris, Texas, which is by far... The best film shot in a desert, in my opinion, or an American desert. Outside uh, of Medical Soul. Outside of uh, every single fabulous scene that's happened in the desert. Uh, Wings of Desire is also showing and Alice, Alice in
3: the Cities. Which is one of my dad's favourites, I think. Dad fabulous. loves Paris, Texas. Take your dad to the Golden Age this weekend mm. to see the Wim vendors retrospective. I think that's all from us today.
1: Check out the program page for Sydney Spotlight events, mm-hmm. as well as Deals, Deals, Deals and a link to the podcast hosted by Jack and Andre for more film, mm. in-depth discussion, and to listen back to the shows.
2: Braddy, I want to ask you, how do I get over my obsession with the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? I'm obsessed with that title and I need to find out how to get over it.
1: What's the main actress, uh, actor? Kate
2: Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just watch it. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe my body's asking me to watch it. Uh, are they it. also
3: in Fool's Gold together? They are, which I saw with my mum.
1: There you go. There you go. Maybe watch that.
2: <laughs> Maybe watch that instead, okay.
1: Uh, sorry, that's not a good answer. <laughs> I've got a track here. It's uh, so actually an Australian radio premiere, just casually. Uh, Drop you. <laughs> By oh. Huntley, from Melbourne.
2: Jack and I directed the video from clip Melbourne. for it. Yes, yeah, subtle part, Subtle plug. plug. Subtle
1: plug. <laughs> Stick around very soon. We Go have check a- out
3: the video. <laughs> <laughs> We've
1: got a giveaway coming up. You're on FBI Radio Mornings. This is the new one. Sliding
0: down between your loves I'll admit I'm afraid Of what's gonna come So let's drive it down and bury this map of me, and I'll ride ahead and try out apathy. But I just can't quit it, I feel illegitimate. I wanted to fulfill you around me I'd sweat for you to let me Inside and underneath I'd worship every piece So fuck this friendship I'll sing it here Sing into silence Drop it down here. oh God I'm gonna drop it down Disappear, I can feel ya sucking the life out of me, and I'll let you take it. Yeah, I'll let, you take it. yeah I'll let you take it, yeah, I'll let you take it. Yeah, I'll let you take it, but I just can't. Podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com/podcasts.